Hello, this is Joe, the Connection Counselor, and today on Executive Presence Morsels, we'll be sampling another bite-sized learning to help you be seen, be heard, and be elevated. Anyone who knows me more than just a little bit is probably aware that I watch way too much TV and movies. In fact, a lot of people are amazed I even graduated from college or got into college, let alone graduate from college or law school, given the copious amounts of TV and movies, and not always quality TV and movies, I've consumed over my life. It's kind of a worst sort of kept secret. When DVR came out and things like Netflix or even just being able to rent DVDs at my public uh, library, I mean, that's just amazing, exciting stuff for me. And I remember growing up, you may remember if you're a certain age, uh, on Saturdays they had this program called Drive-In Theater. And every Saturday one of the programs they would have is like a weekly kung fu movie. And one of my favorite types of movies they would have was one where the student would initially not be accepted by the master for training. He'd either be too rude, too poor, I don't know, from the wrong village, but the master would basically turn him away, wouldn't accept him as a student. And a lot of times what the student did was they kind of stubbornly stuck around and watched from afar and would kind of see the master training and doing errands and would just copy pretty much everything that the master did. And in the student's mind, he probably thought, oh, you know, I'm, I'm copying, I'm imitating, I'm stealing this person's amazing kung fu. But you know, and I know in actuality, the master knew what was going on all along and was actually, you know, testing and teaching the student. And eventually, sometimes they even accepted the student formally. And then you know, the rest of the story, they, you know, fight the bad guy, win, uh, and live happily ever after. Which raises the question, how does copying work for executive presence? And I'm curious, who is there in your life or that you know of who you think has amazing executive presence? If you had to pick one or two people who you would copy, um, who would that person be and why? So I'd love to hear if you're willing to share, uh, leave a message on Anchor FM or email me at joe at connectioncounselor.com. And if we can, we will share on a future episode. So back to copying. I'm here to tell you that it doesn't really work. And I'm going to share with you the two reasons why it doesn't work when it comes to executive presence. So the first reason is Executive presence happens in very specific situations. If you remember the definition, it's the ability to inspire confidence that you can lead well in a given situation. So we're going to concentrate on the given situation part of the definition of executive presence. Now, when you're just copying techniques or moves, and let's say you even copy them perfectly, like you've got it all down, it doesn't mean you know how and when to execute them. Uh, Imagine you learn to imitate someone's baseball swing or golf swing perfectly. That doesn't mean you can hit any pitch that's coming in real time at real speeds or that you can strike a golf ball under pressure and get it to do 
the magical things that you know golfers like Phil Mickelson or you know other top golfers are able to make the ball do. Now the second situation why copying doesn't really work or it won't really work for you when it comes to executive presence is copying is not you, right? When you try to be or become like someone else, you're not actually engaging your full power and people sense that, right? So the, if you think about the definition, the ability to inspire confidence that you, right? Concentrating on the you part, that you can lead well in a given situation, not someone else, right? Not someone else that you admire or not someone else that they would love to follow if they were there. No, you're in the room. And what is your authentic brand and style of leadership? Because only by bringing the full best version of you can you really connect with people and inspire confidence. Most people will sense that you don't feel comfortable and that you're trying or you're imitating and that actually reduces their confidence in you. Even if you're walking the right walk and saying the right words and using the right tone, it actually will backfire and doesn't inspire confidence. So, which begs the question, why do we often copy or why do a lot of techniques advise you to copy? And the reason is, and this, the copying part makes a lot of sense to me in a limited framework. So I've been studying Aikido and when we learn techniques, we learn exactly the way the instructor teaches us and they're teaching it the way that they have learned or they have interpreted the teaching. So why are we copying, right? The reason is when you're learning the principles, you need a framework, right? You need a skeleton within which to learn. And based on that, you are learning principles and withdrawing principles from those movements. And you're not meant to stop there. That's just the beginning. You're meant to take those principles, interpret them, adapt them, and make them your own. Right? So if I'm six feet tall, I'm going to do a technique different than if I'm five feet tall. If I'm very mobile, I'm going to do a technique differently than if I'm not very mobile. It's the same thing with interpersonal skills. Everyone's going to have certain strengths, comfort levels, sensitivities, ability to sense certain things. You have to use your natural connection, your natural presence to evoke the maximum executive presence. So hopefully that's been helpful. Um, think about that as you go through the day. Who is someone that you think has great executive presence and what are the underlying things that they do, right? What is the meaning or, or the effect? Not the actual thing they do, but what brings it the power? And see if you can sort of glean from that what's really important in terms of the copying, not copying for copying's sake because as I shared, that's not really going to work. Most likely will backfire on you. Well, thanks for listening to another episode of Executive Presence Morsels. My name is Joe Kwan, the Connection Counselor. Remember, it's not what you say, do, or wear. It's how you make people feel that generates executive presence. Nothing else matters. If you'd like, please stay tuned for a preview of tomorrow's episode, brought to you by our sponsor.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Have you ever known a person, maybe it was a grown-up in your life or a friend, uh, even could have been a romantic relationship, where no matter what you did, you just couldn't please this person, right? Nothing you ever did was good enough for them, or temporarily it might be, but they were always able to criticize, tear you down, and find something just not satisfactory about what you were doing. And think about the impact that that had on your self-esteem and the different ways you may have tried to cope or handle that. Now, unfortunately, I want to talk about this sort of dynamic in the scope of executive presence today in your organization or in a business setting. There will be situations, unfortunately, where I'm just going to call it the system, right? The prevailing system or culture of an organization is not the kind that is ready, willing, or able to accept that you have executive presence. And that reason could be valid. Thanks for listening. Can't wait to share the rest of the episode with you. Join us next time for another tasty executive presence morsel.